Hello everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of Monk Night. Um, my name is Brooke, and this is really kind of just a deep dive into my life and the ups and downs of everything and some of the, you know, experiences that I've been faced with. And yeah, and that's kind of, I don't have the most interesting life, but there's been a lot of discovering myself and that's really just the beginning of the journey of that actually and going through some sort of medical setbacks and ended up finding some solace in mug night which is essentially when my roommate and I have a rough day we both ask each other we're like all right are we gonna have a mug night and we both make some hot chocolate and we sit there and kind of just like talk and laugh and bullshit about a bunch of stuff and then watch a bunch of random youtube videos um actually the very first mug night i had just gotten a thing of pumpkin spice hot chocolate and it was actually the first time that you know when she was like yeah i think i'm gonna have some hot chocolate i was like you know what i'm gonna join you and so we used our little room water heater and we heated up some hot some water and poured it in our hot chocolate and sat there and we're just talking and I was like you know what we should watch a funny YouTube video so we look on YouTube and we're kind of (laughs) just scrolling through YouTube and we caught somehow like on this video that was like a hundred facts like you wouldn't know and it was just anywhere from the fact that like one of them I think was that the color orange was like a thing before it was called orange and that sounds weird because it's like okay well obviously like something had to be there for words to come about but it was like yeah the oranges you know people originally called oranges something different and then a while later they were finally like you know what we're gonna call this an orange and then that's what the color was based off of so it's just like It makes sense, but it's, like, weird to think about. I don't know. So, yeah, we watched random YouTube videos and kind of just talked. And it was then that I sort of realized, like, wow, I really like this. Like, we were so stressed. And this, we're we're both at the Naval Academy, which not a lot of people kind of understand how the Naval Academy works. But all in all, it's kind of not really great. (laughs) Um... And so, yeah, we pretty much just realized that it was a nice little getaway. And then a lot of times it's hard throughout the week for her and I to almost, like, stay connected. Like, we, we're doing so much. We see each other in, like, passing and, like, at the end of the day, obviously. But it's kind of, it was just a nice little, like, I don't know, nice little relaxing gathering. And that's kind of how Mug Night came to be. And now we have Mug Night Kind of sporadically, it's not like we say, like, oh, every Tuesday we're going to have a mug night. A lot of times, it's just, like, one of us will be, like, stressed or have a rough day, which has been me a lot more recently. <laughs> and um, we'll kind of just be like, hey, can we have a mug night later? And the other person kind of makes time, and we look forward to it literally all day. We're like, oh, I can't wait for a mug night later. So it's it's kind of cool. It's a cool little, like, tradition that we made through all of the bullshit that goes on here. It was like a nice little, I don't know, something nice that came from it. So, which I guess 
the origin of Mugnite itself also kind of leads me to why there's been so many Mugnites recently. Um, so as I mentioned, um, I am currently going to the Naval Academy. I am in the second semester of my second year here. And my case is a little bit different. I was a prior enlisted in the Navy for four years before I had come here. And it's a little bit of an adjustment, to say the least. A lot of people don't even know what this place was, me included. I actually had never even seen a picture of the Naval Academy until I was at the preparatory school. And we were all standing there and I was like, wow, this picture, like, what is this building? It's beautiful. And everybody just looked at me and was like, what the fuck? I was like, what? Like, what are you guys looking at me like that for? And everybody's like, that's, that's the Naval Academy. And that's when I realized, I was like, oh shit, I have not done my research. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I came to the Naval Academy and a, a lot of, I guess, interesting experiences I've had while I'm here. Some good, some bad. Um, I guess the biggest one is I have scoliosis and I had found out about it upon enlisting now almost six years ago and I didn't really think much of it. I was like, okay, I still got into the Navy, you know, it's okay. My back hurt and, you know, like I... I would say I definitely have, especially now, have chronic pain. And I would say I always did. Um, Like, it was always something that I was like, damn, like, my back hurts. Or, like, any time I would do something, I'd be like, oh, my back. So, like, it was something I definitely was aware of. But I feel like for the most part, I was just like, oh, they told me it's, like, not that bad. So there's kind of no reason to think about it. Um, But then, you know they started saying, well, you know, it's it's pretty bad. Like, we don't know if we're going to let you commission or not. And so now it's going on year three of the back and forth of whether or not I was going to be able to commission. And finally, I had just gotten to this point where I had knew, like, I, I, I knew it had gotten worse without actually seeing the x-rays. Like, I could I could just feel it. And it was something that, you know, I finally was like, okay, No more flying under the radar and acting like this doesn't hurt. Like, I want to get this taken care of. Because my big thing in life is, like, I want to be a mom. I want to be a wife. But, like, I want to be, a you know, a mom that's out there playing with her kids. And I absolutely love outdoorsy shit. And I want to be able to, like, like experience that and, and really just have my kid grow up in that sort of environment. And if I'm not able to, you know, be there next to him or her doing that then it's just it's not worth it to me and so then started my journey of first accepting the fact that you know once I once I started bringing this up and once I started saying like hey like I'm actually in a lot of pain I then was gonna get kicked out of the Naval Academy and as a result then the Navy as well and Honestly, at first, that was, like, a very heartbreaking thing to me. And I had really thought, like, why is it heartbreaking to me? Like, why is this so upsetting for me? And then I sort of did a lot of soul-searching and realized that it wasn't the idea of not being in the Navy anymore that scared me. It was the idea that 
I don't know anything outside of the Navy. I joined a couple months at at max after I had graduated from high school. And I didn't know things about, you know, life insurance and health insurance. It was just something that I had. And not having that sort of, I guess you could call it a luxury, a luxury that costed a, that costs an amount, not necessarily monetary. But I just realized that like, it's the only reason that I was upset by the idea of not being in the Navy anymore is because I was scared. I had always, for for years, had dreamed of a different life outside of the Navy. Like my, I've always sat there and been like, oh, what I would do to be able to, you know, convert a, a van and go just travel and not be tied down and not have this sort of, you know, routine life. And that's always something I've wanted to do before it became like a, a popular Instagram bullshit. Um, and I just always love the idea of of traveling and having a sort of life where, you know, I don't have to request leave and then even halfway through leave be like, oh, they're going to call me back. Like, they're going to ruin it. And just have have freedom. Get a degree that I want. Go where I want to school. Live, live the life that I had always dreamed of. But it, it was the thing is I was so scared to kind of take on this challenge and make this leap that I left that as being just a dream and then it was kind of looking at that as less of a fear and more of an adventure and that was like a huge mental shift for me um I I love adventuring I've done two cross-country trips by myself in 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 you know, went to foreign, a foreign country by myself. And so I'm always one for adventure. And so it was kind of shifting that like, holy shit, I'm scared to holy shit, like this is just another adventure. And this adventure is going to lead me to actually living the life that I've dreamed of. And it's not going to be a dream anymore. It's going to take work. It's going to be hard. It's not always going to be easy. And it's just something that at the end of the day, like, I will be able to say, like, I put in this work and and went through all of this to live the dream that I want. Whereas now, and for the last six years, I've put in this work to to live a life that I'm not even happy in. And that big shift really showed me that, like, I, I need to speak up. I need to stop hiding the pain because I'm okay with this ending now. I'm okay with this chapter of my life ending and starting a new one. And so I finally, you know, came forward, all this stuff, and of course, um, it's pretty much going exactly like I thought it was um, going to, and I'm then starting the early, early stages um, of getting processed out, and I finally am to the point where, oh, fuck, even like I just, I'm smiling sitting here thinking about it, but I am so excited for this next journey of my life like I applied to my first ever college recently which was wild because I I signed my paperwork to enlist when I was 17 so immediately I was like fuck that I'm why would I apply for college and so I applied to my first college filled out my first FAFSA you know had like virtual tours and 
all found out what like common app and all that stuff was which shout out to elizabeth for that because i had no idea what i'm doing and she definitely walked me through all of it but it was just this like new exciting it was stressful don't get me wrong because i applied to like 20 colleges and then mainly kind of only stuck with sending my transcripts to like my top five because those were the ones once i narrowed it down that i really wanted to go to and you know like it was just this whole new flood of experience. And though, like, I have been crazy stressed with applying for colleges, still going to college, taking 18 credit hours at a college that has me also do some, like, wild bullshit constantly. So it was, like, this overwhelming, like, holy shit, this is so much. But, like, so much that I'm doing now that's just going to get me to that end goal of, like, fuck like I'm finally happy and that to me like it's been such a cool experience and there's been hard times I definitely have sat there and had full-fledged mental breakdowns just because I'm like so stressed and it just seems like so much and my grades are dropping and all of this stuff and I feel I know I have the best support system my parents and my friends are literally amazing but I still can't help but I sit there and feel kind of alone by all this. Because not alone in the sense that, like, nobody's there for me. But alone in the sense that, like, I only, only I can do all of this stuff. It's only me who can take my classes, who can apply to my college, my future colleges, you know, who can go to my medical appointments. So I'm not alone, but I'm alone in carrying the weight of all of this. And I feel like that's what kind of has been getting to me. But I know it's going to be a hard process. And so I'm, I've accepted that and I'm okay with that. And now it's just kind of this like, you know, walking on eggshells trying to be like, okay, I need to make sure like I do all these medical appointments and do all of these things so that like there's no issues or setbacks in like my whole getting processed out and being separated from the military because I have heard nightmares. All of my friends are like, oh, like, just wait, it's going to be just going to be that bad for you, too. And I've heard a lot of stories of, like, people getting screwed over and all this stuff. Well, thank God. A, I'm getting paid this whole time. So I got time. I got time. Take as long as you need. But at the same time, I also realized very early on in the Navy, nobody gives a single fuck about you except for you. So at the end of the day, I have to be my best and biggest advocate. So that means me making the phone calls. That means me bothering the fuck out of people until I get the answer I want. But I also have been bucking the system since I was like 14. So like this is like it's made for me. <laughs> I will take a good fight any day of the week. That is completely okay with me. So it was really just it's been it's been a process. But it's also been this thing where like on the hardest of days with all of this going on, I am still happier knowing what's coming next than the most mundane mundane days that I've had just living the life that I have for the last six years and that's like such a cool feeling for me and I feel like there was when they say it rains it pours they are not wrong because I this all really kind of came to be with like a bunch of shit just coming down on me I ended up getting broken up with by the man who I had planned to spend the rest of my life with asked my dad you know for 
to if he could marry me my engagement ring is still sitting in his room and it was like it seemed like kind of the looking back on it it was like the thing that started everything and it wasn't a lot of people were like oh are you leaving because he broke up with you no but him leaving me allowed me to really do like a deep dive within myself and be like Brooke what do you want in life like what do you want and I realized that like I was so focused on my life moving forward with him that I almost in a way like took myself out of that like I took my own dreams and my own wants and my own needs kind of completely away from that and so it was really just in like inspired me and forced me and truthfully to really sort of like look inside myself and say like what what do I want and I realized that I don't want to keep hiding my pain every day with my back. I don't want to keep, you know, I also have anxiety. I don't want to keep acting like I don't have anxiety or, you know, constantly being told, oh, like, you can't have that in the military. They might kick you out. And I also don't want to be constantly putting my back in a situation where it's going to get worse and ruining my chances to be the mom that I want or, or even a mom, and and a wife and a traveler and an adventurer and I I it's not worth it to me because at the end of the day I can I can find a job I know people say that like oh you know like where you're in the navy right now like that's a you know that's a job insurance right there and yes it is job insurance and job security you know having that consistent, like, as long as I do the bare minimum, I still have a job and I'm still getting paid. But at the end of the day, no amount of money, to me at least, is worth being unhappy. Because I would much rather be broke and happy than have money and not be happy. Because what is the money for? No no amount of money is going gonna, is gonna, to... It might lead you to do things you might be able to take more vacations which you might be happier okay sure cool you could take more vacations and you're happy for what 10 days 30 days well then what you come back and you're not happy again and then you just accept being unhappy 24 7 except for like a few you know vacations like what kind of life is that and I also realized that like so often like I catch myself in this like routine of you know just be miserable for a couple more months till you get to this next goal. Be miserable for a couple more years, years until you get to this next goal. And then after all of this bad shit happening to me, him leaving and, and me realizing that I've lost myself in the process, it made me realize that there is always going to be another goal that I'm working towards. Always. But there's only one journey and literally you only, this sounds cliche as fuck, but there is only, you only live one life in one journey. So next thing I know, sure, I want to stay in the Navy for the retirement at the end of 20 years. Cool, I'm retired and I get a pension forever. But then I look back in to what? To, to being miserable for 20 years because I told myself just stick it out till the next thing, be unhappy for the next thing. And that's just not worth it for me. I would much rather be happy for 20 years and have to be, you know, 
have to work and be happy for another 20 after that. If it meant that I truly had something to look back on and be like, wow, like I enjoyed my life. Like I lived a life, not that I dreamed of because I was living the dream. I, I, I was, I don't know. I just, I really looked at myself and realized that I'm done dreaming. I'm done letting fear hold me back. I'm done being miserable towards the next goal. And it's time to start making what I've always dreamed of my life. And it's frustrating right now because that's hard. I have to go through all these medical appointments. I have like six medical appointments a week. Still the 18 credit hours. Still managing, you know, all this other stuff. And it is a lot. And sometimes it's it's hard to think that I'm ever going to be able to actually start that next chapter. But then at the same time, I have to focus on what's here and now in realizing that not that long ago, I dreamed to be in a place where I'm starting this process. So whether, you know, it's overwhelming or not right now, I'm still living something that I once dreamed about. And now, because I'm making this next step, I get to do that for the rest of my life. And that's what's so fucking awesome to me. And it's really just been this journey of meeting myself again and figuring out what I want and what I need. Not from other people, because at this point, kind of kind of fuck everybody. Like it's it's me focusing on me now. And Not in any selfish way, but in a way that what good am I going to be to anybody else or myself if I can't love myself and be with myself and be what I need and what I want. And this is really just my journey of getting there, of rediscovering myself and rebuilding myself and making my life the life that I spent years dreaming of. And... Yeah, it's going to be a long process, and it's definitely not going to happen really anytime soon. But it's also something that, you know, I, I'm i excited to do, and I'm happy to do. And yes, sure, I have absolutely met so many great people throughout my time in the Navy that I... It's not like this was a waste of time for me. I've been so grateful for the experiences and mainly the people that I've met while in the military. But I'm also really ready to use that experience to learn from that and grow from that and help that mold me as the new person that I want to be, that I've always wanted to be. And yes, there's been medical setbacks and You know, like I just recently found out that I need surgery as well. And it's been a battle of trying to to fit that in and and see how how I can still manage to do the things that I truly enjoy in life while also, you know, recovering and having this like different, you know, level of mobility and this different life that I'll have to live after the surgery. And it's been it's been hard, but at the same time. There's been a lot of setbacks due to medical reasons for me my entire life with my back. And, well, my entire adult life, I guess. Um, And I'm just so ready to start this next step in my life and not let my back have an impact on that. But also living a life that no longer hurts my back and no longer puts me in a position where I am risking my future 
for a present that I'm really not all that devoted to. And yeah, I guess that was a whole rant about essentially my story and a brief overview of kind of everything that will be talked about and some things I'll discuss, you know, more in depth and kind of just go through this journey of rediscovery and finding myself and learning how to live with new, you know, limits on mobility and learning how to live this normal civilian non-structured life and going to a normal college and getting accepted to college first and being able to, you know, pretty much just live this new life and start this new journey. And so I'm really excited to share that with what will probably end up being just my family and friends. Um, But I'm very excited to be able to share this, especially if it helps anybody else who's also struggling with medical setbacks or who's also struggling with the transition out of the military or who just kind of realized that they lost themselves while going through life and are trying to rediscover themselves and figure out how to do that and being able to create themselves into the person that they've always dreamed of. So hopefully my experience and, you know, my my failures along the way and my successes will be able to help somebody better navigate it with themselves. So thank you guys all for listening to the very first episode of Mug Time. And I look forward to having a cup of hot chocolate with you next time.